awesome, ripping, totally stoked. Get on with it. New movie, Surf Ninjas. It's the story of these kids who get booted from their country by this evil dude. That was then. Now they're growing up in L.A. But I said... And their life's one major vacation. He's got a waxy old band, a wave, friction-reducing vehicle. Surfboard. But some gnarly ninjas give them a blast from their past. Those boys die tonight. So they gotta split with their one-eyed guru. Her highnesses. Huh? And go back and save their country. Which is cool, because they meet this mystery babe. You want to go to the mall sometime? And like one dude... Gets these superpowers. One can see the future in his Sega game. And one, well, one's a geek. There's dynamite here. We'll throw it at him. I got one. One, two, dudes. And now they got to fight the righteous fight. And basically kicks up. You got to see Ernie Reyes Jr. Schneider. He can get a job as a sushi chef, no problem. Wild thing, Tone Loke. Brothers don't serve. And Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> as Colonel Chief. Oh. In a film by Neil Israel. Surf Ninjas. I love the part when I was like, ah! <laughs> Sorry. Bonsu dudes, and welcome to Big Dumb Movie, where we discuss movies of the big dumb variety. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh the Review Dude. What's going on, everybody? What up, Josh? Now, uh, as our listeners uh, can see, well, they can't see this, but they can hear this, uh, Alan and Steve are not with us today, but... Um, They've been voted off the island. <laughs> uh, they're still with us somewhere. Uh, I've been assured that they are very busy, and uh, yeah, they couldn't be here today, so today it's just me and Josh. They're here in spirit, everyone. Yes. Now we're here to talk ninja movies. Oh, yeah. Now, not just surf ninjas, because we're going to get to surf ninjas, but I mean, ninja movies were a thing, not just in the 90s, but that's really what I remember them from. Uh, yeah, There's was- a lot of 80s ninja movies, but... Uh, I mean, where are you at on ninja movies? Uh, yeah, really, the '90s is really where they kind of just started popping up out of nowhere, right? It started with, uh, I guess, the precursor was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was '89, mm, right? 1990. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah, right after that, we got uh, Three Ninjas, uh, Surf Ninjas, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two and three, which. Everybody gives a lot of shit to three, but I'm I I kind of low key defend it a little bit. It's a little charming. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I I and we don't have to go into it too heavily, but I would like to know like what are some things you like about that movie? Uh, there there's just a couple little gags that I can chuckle at. There's uh. There's a scene where they drop a bell on the main villain and 
when the bell gets released, his hair's all spiked up. They're like, oh, look, it's Don King. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, stuff like that makes me chuckle. Like, I, time travel sucks. I get it. I would rather see, like, Krang, uh, Bebop Rocksteady, the Dimension X in general, but for what it is, eh. Yeah, I mean, as kids, when it comes to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, I think we were all hoping for, like, lean more into the cartoons, get some yeah. uh, get some monsters in there, get some familiar characters, maybe a Baxter Stockman. He was, like, the fly guy, I think, the scientist guy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, they really should have went up against more monsters. What about those three ninja sequels, though? Those kind of degraded as well, didn't they? I mean, the oh. first one, kind of a classic classic you can you the first one cannot be touched all right uh the there's a couple of the sequels i get mixed up i know there's the one where like they're hanging out with like native americans and stuff like that 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 would be knuckle up that's knuckle up okay uh i remember remember the first one and for some reason mega mountain more than any of the other sequels oh okay see I'm, i'm the opposite i remember the second movie more so than the third or fourth, which was where they go to Japan. Oh, do they eventually go to Japan? I might have missed that one. Yeah, that's the second one. They go to Japan and like, Grandpa has some rival, I don't know. So they Karate Kid 2 it, basically. They kar- yeah, Holy fuck, they do Karate Kid 2 it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that franchise is not vi- that creative. Let's recycle Home Alone and uh, Karate Kid 2. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was never that creative because, yeah, like you said, it was a, it was advertised as a mix between Home Alone and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. At least the first one was advertised that way. And fuck it. When uh, we get to Mega Mountain, let's just rip off Die Hard. <laughs> what, is Mega Mountain a Die Hard ripoff? What's going on there? I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. The whole... Uh, Theme park is held hostage, so that's that's basically it. Okay, so Beverly Hills Cop three. Oh shit, man! They are fucking creatively <laughs> bankrupt. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Beverly Hills, we haven't mentioned the greatest ninja movie of all from the nineties. Oh my! <laughs> Beverly God. Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. That is a solid classic. I mean, I, it's got Liu Kang in it. It's got Liu Kang in it. You can't go wrong. <laughs> that movie's so awesome and like side detail. Only weirdos like me know this. But one of the henchmen is actually the guy that plays Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Wow. Yeah, okay. only weird so people like So that's the Sub-Zero who takes his mask off. Yes. Okay. He's like uh, the main bad guy's head henchman who also does karate kicks. I mean, they really pulled that video game shit in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's like, I'm not Sub-Zero. I'm his brother. Yeah, that's the... The way it's done is really weak sauce. I mean, those are kind of like ninja movies in a way. Those came out in the 90s as well. Um, I guess that was more of like the, the video game movie genre, but fuck it. I mean, it all counts. We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Beverly Hills Ninja. Just There's just tons of them. Now, there's a movie that is not a ninja movie per se... But have you seen Samurai Cop? Oh, have I seen Samurai Cop? <laughs> I mean, who am I asking? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I, yeah. I did a video on it, yeah. I, I actually recorded myself watching that. It was such a fucking mind blow. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you know what katana means? 
Oh, it means, uh, I believe, <laughs> Japanese sword. You got it. What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Uh, there's also the uh, lesser known pocket ninjas. Have you ever ventured that one? Okay, so I've heard pocket ninjas and I, I vaguely remember watching a, a video on it from the Movie Nights channel, which is a channel I watch on YouTube. I don't know anything about it. What is pocket ninjas? It's, okay, it's, imagine, uh, a, I don't mean to sound a little racist, but imagine somebody not from America coming over to make uh, an American, like those 90s style, like Surf Ninjas, Three Ninjas type, type movies, but they have no understanding of how to make them, why they're so charming, or any of that jazz. I it's, see. What what country did this movie come out of? Uh, it was made in America. Uh, not the director, though. <laughs> I can't remember his nationality off the top of my head, but I, I'm, I'm almost certain he's not American. Well, it's not the movie I'm thinking of, because I'm kind of thinking back here. There was a movie that my... <laughs> My dad rented from the video store when I was a kid in the 90s. Oh man, bless his heart. He's my son likes ninja movies. I'm gonna grab this random fucking D movie. It was like this Japanese movie that was trying to be three ninjas, but even like seriously at seven years old, I was like, this is stupid. Like it was so slapsticky and bad. Like one one of the kids was like a fat kid, and every time he would bend over, his pants would rip at the ass crack. Oh, so oh, it's a real gem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I need to find the name of that one. Rewatch it, because uh, <clears throat> man. Yeah, if, if you find out, definitely s send me a link. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be the next review, dude. Episode, <laughs> right? Next thing you know. Well, what's your experience with this movie, Surf Ninjas? I mean, when you were a kid, was it your jam? Oh yeah. So, no. Uh, I was I watched it a couple of times growing up, and then bringing it back full circle. I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles th uh, three on VHS, and the trailer used to pop up uh, as you pop in the you know VHS. And I would, for the longest time, I, I remembered the movie, but I couldn't remember the movie uh, other than the trailer. So at some point, when I was like. 10 or 12 or something like that. I, I found it at a Walmart and yeah, needless to say, I wore it out after that. Fuck. So that's where I remember seeing this trailer from. I remember I had a VHS tape and the Surf Ninjas trailer was in front of it. And it was something I watched semi-regularly. That must have been it, man. Uh, yeah, it was on my uh, copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. If yours uh, also played a trailer for Surf Ninjas, leave it down in the comments. So I saw Surf Ninjas at a very young age, but not when I wanted to see it. This movie came out in 1993, and I wanted to see it in 1993. I must have been seven. Oh. Uh, I didn't get a chance to, unfortunately, but I saw it later, and I got the VHS when it came for home release. And me and my brothers and my cousin Shane, we used to, li not listen, we used to watch the shit out of this movie. Like, we watched this movie a lot, and uh, we would be quoting it all the time, and not that many people in our like friends group or anyone I knew really in general knew about it. So like the jokes just went over everyone's heads, but I loved this movie as a kid. I fucking yeah. loved it. Yeah. There's a couple not so for kids jokes in this movie. Yeah. In my opinion, this movie holds up completely. I mean, I'm going to get to that in ratings later on, but I actually really love this movie. Someone, oh, yeah. 
someone listening might think uh, Surf Ninjas, oh, we're just going to bash it the whole time, but I'm not oh, here no. to do that. This is a love episode. <laughs> yes. If you were <laughs> hoping we were going to shit on this movie, you you have clicked on the long, wrong link, my friend. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe I'll shit on some parts of it, but in a loving way. Because... In a loving Got to give it some tough love. Now, this movie has quite unfairly, I think, uh, an 11% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, that's unfair. But it has a 68% audience score. Oh, uh, well, that yeah, that tells you something right there. It's it's weird to think that this has a lower score than thir- uh, 13 Ghosts. What was 13 Ghosts again? Uh, ironically, it was not 13. It was like oh. 15. <laughs> I mean, the critics really need to band together to make shit like that happen. Like, at the (laughs) end of the day, this is going to have 13. (laughs) So say we all. I bump the drums, the bass, the flute, the harmonica All the way from Malibu to Santa Monica So, I mean, let's talk about the movie itself, Surf Ninjas uh, It starts off, uh, we meet our main characters Ernie Reyes Jr. Who plays Johnny jo- Johnny, Johnny Surf Ninja <laughs> Yeah, Surf Ninja, as you refer to him in your Review Dude episode Which, by the way, you gotta check this guy's Review Dude video on Surf Ninjas out It's really funny I would appreciate it <laughs> yes. But, uh, I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what these guys are about? We got Johnny, Ernie Reyes Jr. We got Zatch, Ernie Reyes Sr. Who else? Uh, oh, well, I mean, you got to address the big red-headed elephant in the room, and that's Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, uh, a very young-looking Rob Schneider, but apparently he was actually 30 years old during the filming of this. Yes, it makes it a lot creepier out of context. <laughs> I mean, he must be like 60 by now then, right? Or at least oh, almost 60. Jesus Christ, he must be. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I'm not good at math, but... Uh... <laughs> so, if you would like to do the math, leave it down in the comments. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Alright, so Ernie Reyes Sr., Zatch. Ernie Reyes Jr., Johnny. Ernie Reyes III, Adam. <laughs> Just Adam Surf Ninja. <laughs> no, there's a little kid, uh, the, like the 12-year-old kid. Uh, his name's Adam in the movie. He's played by a guy called Nicholas Cohen. He's kind of like, uh, I guess you could say the weak link of the bunch. I mean, he's not quite up to par with the rest, but he does his job. Is that what you want to do? Do you want to drive me crazy? No, Dad. We just want to drive. But the man won't let us. He is trying his goddamn heart out, but he unfortunately, he is still the weakest actor in the whole movie. And for that, I think we got to give him the little dipshit award, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got to tr- go to someone. You tried, my friend. You tried. Fuck you, you little dipshit. Now, these guys are surfers, and they're down here where I am, Southern California. Yeah, so is this just regular life down in California? Oh, you fucking know it, dude. I moto surf my ass to work every day. Fuck yeah, you got to. <laughs> With the paddle? <laughs> yeah, alright. So, moto surfing, right? So, there might be people listening to this that have never seen it. Can you tell us what moto surfing is? It's like right at the start of this movie. Alright, so I would like to explain it, but as far as I know, they just put the car on cruise control and pretend to surf while the car is driving itself? Is that what's going on? I think, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You just like, you pantomime surfing while your car's in cruise control? 
Yeah, so here's my understanding. So you have to have like a convertible top, like they have like a Jeep or something. Yeah. While they're driving, they stand up, pretend they're surfing, keep their balance until they get bored of that. Then they whip out some paddles and act like they're rowing the car. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's done way better in Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 what a weird thing. That, that can't have been a thing in the 90s. That's something they made up for this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, that kind of came back later, though, in a way. Not from this movie, probably, but that's kind of like a meme, isn't it? Where, like, you're driving your car, you have you have to, like, film yourself, and you hop out, and you start dancing while Drake is playing, then you get back in. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just reformatted the whole moto surf. Uh, young kids call it uh, ghost riding the whip now? Is that what you kids call it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm very out of touch. Uh, yeah. Well, what's it called? Leave it down in the comments. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got moto surfing. I mean, they live, I mean, they are like a beach house, and I think they're in Venice or Santa Monica. They're definitely in a beach town, maybe Orange County. I don't quite know. Do you know? Do they ever say? Oh, well, I don't know if you know this, but to everyone that doesn't live in California, any city is just California. It's all California. <laughs> I assure you, Josh, it's not all like this. <laughs> they got like they live in a very nice beach community, and they got like a house right by the beach. They, they live in they... the city. They live in the city of California. <laughs> yeah, down there in California City. Um, I, there's a pretty like funny part at the very beginning where you see like what their day life is like at home with their dad. They're like slacker kids. Yeah, like he gets up all oh cranky, and they're they. I guess they've already hit the, hit the waves at that point. I mean, they have a routine, right? Breakfast, homework, fight. Breakfast, homework, fight. Hey, hey, Dad, I think we're falling into a rut here. Every day it's breakfast. Did you do your homework? Fight. That's right, Dad. Breakfast, homework, fight. I mean, can we just say we love each other? And have a moment? You're smooth, Johnny. But you're not always going to get out of life's problems with this smooth stuff. I love you, Dad. I love you, too. <laughs> Psych. Oh, man. It's it's such such a classic recipe for comedy. Their dad at one point, like, he's like, you guys got to, like, do your homework and stuff. You can't just surf all the time, you fucking bloody surf ninjas. And, you got them. Uh, Goddamn freeloaders. And Johnny like distracts him by saying, like, you know what, Dad, I love you. And then he's like, I love you too. And he goes, psych. And instantly we this it dates the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has said psych in a serious conversation since like 1996. Oh yeah. I mean, that that shit's way dead. But you know what? It's like, it brings me back in, man. I'm back in the it's, 90s. I hear psych. And we're back in. <laughs> well, if you, I guess nobody, uh, if you haven't watched this and you're, this is your first introduction to it, uh, you probably won't have picked this up, but instantly it's dated by just what the fuck they're wearing. What are they wearing? Backwards I, caps? Backwards caps, uh, like a jean, uh, a jean overall, like, short combination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I don't know what Rob Schneider's deal is, though. Rob Schneider is not part of their family. He's just, like, a friend that's always at their house. 
he wears like goddamn freeloader. <laughs> wears like boxer shorts on his head. I don't know what's going on there, but he does say they like they ask about his parents, and he says they're in a biosphere in Arizona. Biggie, you're here every morning. You're here every night. Don't your parents ever ask where you've been, Mr. McQuinn? My parents are sealed in the biosphere in Arizona. Memento? What? It's like a little tomato. You know the biosphere. It's like a big bubble thing in the desert. A lot of plants and animals. Nobody's allowed in or out. Look, it'd be impossible for me to explain it to a layman like yourself. They're in Biodome with Polly Shore? Exactly. So his, I'm pretty sure his dad, and I have some fan theories that I'm going to go into throughout the movie. My first fan theory is that his dad was Faulkner from Biodome. Oh, yeah. that's. I, well, I'm sold on that one. That's totally it, right? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. This movie probably came out before Biodome, but I don't know. Well, I mean, if honestly, if... Faulkner was my dad, I would probably turn out like Rob Schneider too. I'd probably hang out with Ernie Race Jr. and his not not stepbrother, or I guess yeah, it is his brother. Never mind. Yeah, real brother. Real but they brother. are they're adopted clearly because they're they're both uh, Asian American and their dad is just like some old fucking uh, white dude. <laughs> Blue collar American. Blue collar American guy got a nice house though. Yeah, right? Yeah. Which is why Rob Schneider refuses to leave. Yes. Johnny goes to school and he has this like big project that he was supposed to do, but apparently he didn't do. Why don't you tell us about what that is? All right. So I guess, uh-oh, a big, uh, I guess it was a, a foreign diplomat, a guru of some sort, has come to visit the school and Johnny was in charge of the big welcome speech but he didn't prepare anything. <laughs> he w- he was tasked to do the welcome speech for the Baba Ram, which is, yeah. I guess, it's like kind of like a Dalai Lama kind of figure. Yeah, we, got, we, gotta, we gotta work in this pun. We'll, we're not gonna ruin it if you don't know it's coming, but we gotta work in the pun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> God damn it. One thing that, cu- that caught my ears was the principal said, uh, he's gonna do the introduction speech in the appropriate ethnic style. Yeah, how that will probably would have been more offensive, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so should we do uh, go into the big reveal of what Johnny does? Yes, please tell. So the Baba Ram is there in the audience, and lights come up, and it's Johnny, and I guess some background dancers. Uh, and they're, you know, doing some kind of like enchanting or something like that. And then the lights go up and we're introduced full song and dance. Barbara Ann, but over the replaced lyrics of uh, Baba Ram. So now we got Baba Ram. Ba, 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 Baba Ram. Ba, 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 Yeah, I mean, it's a whole song and dance number, kind of, just right there on the spot. It just goes to show, these guys, bunch of slackers, but you know what, they can think on their feet. God damn it, yes, they can. Except for Adam, who can't fucking find Spain, apparently. Dude, so, did you notice the the ginger kid that just Oh my god, fuck that kid. He's got the very George McFly laugh. There's a school of thought that claims Spain is here. 
I hate that fucking kid. I've hated him my whole life. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got strong feelings about surf ninjas, okay? Yeah, right. Yeah. Making fun of my boy. Yeah. I'm pretty man. sure they use that laugh, that same shot twice in a row. But yeah, it's very annoying. <laughs> Dude, it's something so classy about that laugh where it's like not it's like an alien laughing almost. Yes. Unnatural. And we also have like our villain who's kind of introduced around here, but he has been sending out these ninjas to kind of like take out our main characters, Johnny and Adam. And they've they've been failing basically, but the guy that sent them, we get an introduction to him, and he's he's basically a cyborg man played by Leslie Nielsen. His name's Les- Colonel Chi. Colonel Chi. Oh, I the design aesthetic of his whole character, I think, is pretty fucking sweet. Oh, it's awesome, man. The whole samurai get up with the, the half robot face. It's like, what? It's so fucking cool. And it's so fucking weird. Like, he is just like this <laughs> cyborg guy in Patusan that, like, yeah. he's this white dude that took over <laughs> somehow. Yeah, like, wh- he's a colonel in what army? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. I've never even thought of that. He's got a sick layer, though, doesn't he? Oh, dude, that's such a badass Bond villain layer. And he has, like, some, like, running gags, like, with, like, the phone, right? He's got, like, a, a cordless never, phone at his house, and people can, are, like, calling him. Can never make it to that phone on time. Hi, this is Colonel Chi. I'm not in right now, but if you leave your name and number and the time you call, they get right back to you. And don't hang up. Hello? Hello. Oh my god. There's also a good part where um like someone calls him and he picks up and he's like, "Oh, yeah, kill him." Hold on, I got a call waiting. Hello? Yeah, kill him. Yeah, he's like <laughs> telling multiple people to kill kill. I'm assuming he's just talking to other like people about the our surf ninjas, right? But it comes across like that's just how he handles business. Just everybody Dead. I should have known. Kill him. Kill them. Hold on for a second. I've got call waiting. Yes. Kill them. Kill them immediately. Yes, now where were we? Yes, kill them. Send more men to Los Angeles. Coach. The boys are alive. I can feel it. And I want them dead. And apparently... Uh, Leslie Nielsen was like very method on set, which I just find mind boggling. Like yes. he went method for Colonel Chi and Surf Ninjas. Yeah, well, you know, Raul Julia went full method in uh, Street Fighter, so it's I I can't explain it, but it's a thing, I guess. Oh my god, it's it's such a weird thought to imagine him just like <laughs> this uh, kind of go- bumbling yet. I, I, trying going to be all, scary yeah, going all in for surf ninjas i mean there's another street fighter connection you just mentioned ral julian street fighter but i don't know if you know this a lot of the ninjas that are sent after johnny and adam they're wearing this blue camouflage uh gear yeah those costumes were reused in street fighter the same shut, costumes shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah i watched a video uh from cinemassacre on this and or Street Fighter or both a long time ago, but I remember that fact. 
Oh my god, I never knew that, and now I'm fucking mind blown. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, these were uh, two childhood classics of mine. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You can't you can't grow up in the '90s and not make it very far without at least watching one of uh, Surf Ninjas or Street Fight and or Street Fighter. Definitely. Uh, we also get to meet Zatch, who is, uh, he's like a, a little bit of an older guy with an eye patch that... Ironically, he looks like Ernie Race Jr.'s father. <laughs> yeah, they bear a striking resemblance. It must be because he plays their uncle, and they just wanted to cast a guy that looked kind of like him, believable enough to be their uncle, right? Uh, that I must mean, be it. <laughs> yeah, no, no suspension of disbelief. We need actual blood relatives if we're going to sell this. And, uh, I mean, he he just kind of shows up and, like, help defends them against, like, swarms of ninja attacks that they get, right? At, at first, they don't even acknowledge they're ninjas or that somebody's actually defending him or defending them. He's just kind of doing it uh, from afar. He's just beating ass. Yeah. But later that night, he, he shows up and he helps them in person. I guess the dad owns a restaurant, right? Yeah, which is probably another reason why Rob Schneider won't leave. Yeah, I mean, they do make a joke about that, you're right. Yeah, it's like, god damn it, son. Fucking freeloaders, stop eating. Zatch shows up, and it seems like he's gonna start giving him some exposition, but right away, we get, like, our first, like, ninja attack, and he, like, basically kicks all their asses. Uh, Speaking of action and, like, the fights and stuff, how do you feel about this particular action scene? I mean, as well as the others, in general. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this movie was choreographed by Ernie Race Jr. and Sr., right? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, I think, since considering uh, Ernie Race Jr. had an executive producer credit, I'm going to assume so. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But yeah, they are pretty, pretty well choreographed uh, martial artists, and it shows when they're... Even directing other people, you know, it's, I fucking love this fight scene. Yeah, me too. He gets the skateboard. Yeah, I don't know if you picked it up, but when he picks it up, he makes a weird, uh, like, uh, kung fu sound that sounds suspiciously like a skateboard. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he throws it in there for sure. <laughs> I, I really do like the, uh, the martial arts scenes in this movie. The hand-to-hand stuff is really good. There's a lot of good wide shots because you can tell they're doing their own stunts. They're not being replaced. And, like, there's not a lot of camera tricks. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just pure martial arts in all of its glory. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's... Uh, in terms of uh, action, it's, it's aged pretty well. It's still pretty uh, exciting, I would say. Yeah, I agree. And the fights get to a point where there's um, there's like more involvement because like Zatch at this point is the only one that does uh, martial arts. But like the other guy, like the dad, like grabs like a, a frying pan. He like bashes someone's head. Even like Rob Schneider, like uh, smashes someone's head with a plate. Like accidentally. accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the dad, uh, the blue collar dad even throws uh, somebody on a, a like a stove and cranks it up. Yeah, he like burns his ass. <laughs> burns his ass. That's yeah. That's in your kids' movie. 
<laughs> That's some classic shit right there. In a 90s kids movie about ninjas, somebody's going to get uh, their ass destroyed somehow, some way. That sounds way wrong out of context. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, people... <laughs> <laughs> But there was a lot of butt humor in uh, like movies like this, where they're like poking butts and many asses were destroyed in the making of Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Good God! I uh, mean, Ernie Reyes Jr. had to get that leading man role somehow. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Welcome to the Surf Ninjas podcast. <laughs> so the dad gets kidnapped, and uh, the kids are rescued by Zatch. And there's a little bit that happens here, but the main thing is. He explains, like, their backstory. Like, he says, obviously, you guys were adopted, but what's the reveal here? Oh, so the big reveal is that uh, they are, they're much like Arthur, they are from uh, a, a royal lineage, uh, and they are actually the princes of some country we've never heard of. Sapatusan, <laughs> 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 which... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that's fictional. <laughs> Portisan? You mean those toilets po- construction? No, Patusan. <laughs> Ernie Ray Sr., I love him to death, but he is he's down there with Adam in terms of not being able to act that well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's doing alright. <laughs> God damn it, he's trying his hardest. Your brother was too young to remember. But you must remember something of Patusan. Portisan? Ah, uh, you mean those toilets and construction sites? Ew, I give up the throne. No, not Portisan. Patusan. Uh, he basically says, like, look, you guys were the princes over there in Patusan. Leslie Nielsen showed up and through a series of slapstick comedic events, somehow took over our country. Yeah, and it's never really established why he even wanted to invade Padusan to begin with? I'm I'm assuming slave labor, but I do you have any better theories? Hmm. I mean, maybe they make like a really really good chow mein. <laughs> God damn it! I need that recipe. Oh, yeah, dude, he wants him to carve him a bunch of wooden surfboards. Oh yeah, you know what? He's gonna start his own surf ninja army. <laughs> oh man. He's going to have some trouble with that later, ain't he? Oh, man. Let me tell... All right, we'll get into it. (laughs) So, Zatch basically explains that, like, look, it's your destiny to come back to Patusan. You're going to rule here, and you're going to free everyone from the evil Colonel Leslie Nielsen. We got to teach you the ways of the Force. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's there's a pretty funny gag that I, I, I guess I liked well enough to put it in my notes you, now that I'm rereading guess. it I don't know um, so like after those ninjas completely destroyed the dad's restaurant there's like these two like boneheaded like surfer guys that I was I was actually <laughs> debating on whether or not to bring them up to begin I'm so glad you did it this movie has a very low opinion of surfers don't it oh man it's like they're treating them like second class citizens <laughs> these two like bonehead guys come to this completely destroyed restaurant that's clearly a crime scene because there's just like cops everywhere like interviewing cops people crawling yeah and they're like hello you guys open excuse me are you open really they got killer shakes man it's worth the wait you know the food is good because you know cops is that a stereotype yeah. like if a, is it, 
Cost? Patreon? I don't know. I don't know what it means. I get like I thought cops like donuts, but I guess uh, just assuming they like all food. Well, but they just want a good restaurant. I mean, don't they we all? Sh- don't we all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't we all? I mean, fuck me, right? So uh, we get to meet another main character of the movie, uh, Lieutenant Spence. Tone Loke, the man himself. Now he is a. Uh, I guess he's like a detective in this area, and he, you know, is coming to. A, look into who bashed up the restaurant and well, it's another super 90s thing to have tone loke in your movie he was popping up in a bunch of shit in the 90s around this time like ace ventura uh the adventures of ford Fairlane. oh yeah uh ferngoli i actually have a, another fan theory i might as well bring it up now is that uh after the events of surf ninjas and they free patusan at the end I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> you know, he comes back to L.A. and he helps Ace Ventura, the pet detective, uh, <laughs> free Snowflake the dolphin from Check the evil up. clutches of uh, Ray Finkel. Uh, Ray Fink- I don't know if you've seen it floating around, but uh, the Ray Finkel 10-year challenge. Where it's <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah. Him and a mustache and 10 <laughs> years later, it's uh, Einhorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a classic one. I love it. I love memes, man. Yeah, memes are solid. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we do we we need to definitely bring up Rob Schneider's "What If" powers. Whoa! This trail is massively narrow. What if somebody fell? Okay, let's do it. So, for those that don't know, Rob Schneider has this running gag in the movie where something bad's happening and he says, oh, what if this happens? And it happens, right? And yes. I mean, it is, I want to say it's kind of hit or miss, but now that I'm thinking back, it seems to always hit. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, so there's, there's clearly magic in this movie. Yes. And, and we're going to get to that in a little bit, but magic is a prominent thing. So I think it's safe to say it's possible that the what if thing is real. Like if he says... What if something happens that does actually make it happen? I dude, I was gonna say the same thing for years. I I I really believe there's like levity to to the uh, his what if power, which it's just shame he never asked. You know, what if this movie's successful? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does break the fourth wall. He could have done it. Yeah, I know. You 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 had the opportunity in your hand, and you fucking blew it <laughs> he probably said on set like what if this movie flops it's oh, the only explanation you goddamn jinxing son of a bitch uh rob snyder by the way his character name in the movie is iggy but iggy, yeah i mean we're probably just gonna call him rob snyder i mean you know yeah well you know uh he- well, there's another running gag where he believes he's the one, the prince, actually. So I'm assuming somewhere there's probably, uh, shall we say it, a Schneider cut where he's uh, where he actually is the king. Oh my god! Release the Schneider cut. <laughs> Release the Schneider cut. God is damn. this what everyone on the internet's been fucking clamoring about? The Schneider I, cut. I thought yeah. it was something different completely. I thought it was too. I thought it was about some superhero thing or something. I don't know. But I, I, I'm assuming it's this. It's, it makes sense. 
Speaking of Schneider, so there's a moment a little bit later on where uh, the kids get attacked back at home again, and they fight off the ninjas, and it's revealed there that um, Adam, who's the younger kid, he, he has like powers that are going to come to him as far as being able to see the future. He's going to be a famous seer. Or God something damn, like that. This is like, ironically, this is the second movie I've done this podcast on, and there's a character that has some kind of psychic power. <laughs> God, yeah, so he can see the 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 future in his Sega Game Gear, which is convenient considering Sega helped uh, finance this movie. Uh, uh, and he's able to see, uh, yeah, the police uh, patrol unit outside, uh, the cops in there get completely murdered. Uh, and it's actually, I found it a little more disturbing that we don't see them die. We see them die through, uh, looking through the game gear. Uh, there's something a little bit more dark about that, I think. <laughs> yeah, in, in like the little fucking 8-bit, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a little sinister, because you know, like, you know that happened to him in real life, but we're not gonna show it. So, I want to make sure this is explained clearly. So, the kid Adam... He has a Game Gear, a Sega Game Gear. For those that don't know, it was like a, it's like a Game Boy basically, but it was in color. That was the big fucking selling thing. Like, oh, yeah. fuck Game Boy. This is in color, and this is yeah. before Game Boy Color. Um, he can look into his Game Gear, and instead of like playing whatever fucking probably really bad game he has, it shows him the future events of what's like about to happen within the next few minutes. It seems like, except when it doesn't. Except, yeah, except for when you need to get across the ocean. Yeah, then you're on your own, kid. <laughs> yeah, fucking figure it out yourself, you dick. I mean, this is some pretty 90s shit. Like, of course it comes through in his Game Gear. I, I remember this was like the second movie I had seen a Game Gear in. Um, there's like a, a Game Gear displayed in the Jackie Chan movie. What's it called? Rumble in the Bronx. Remember that shit? It's I, I, I haven't seen Rumble in the Bronx in years, but it, God damn it, is there a Game Gear in that yeah, one? Yeah, there's a Game Gear. A little wheelchair kid has a Game Gear. I don't did remember Sega, his name. Did Sega help finance that movie too? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like, it's reasons like this, uh, Sega totally went out of business. Fi financing movies like Surf Ninjas and House of the Dead. House of the Dead, oh God. Yeah, they, they, were, they were goddamn proud of that one. <laughs> So after their second ninja attack, um, well, Rob Schneider blows up the house. I don't know if we mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, it's totally his fault because, <laughs> god damn it, he said, what if? He says, what if the house explodes and it fucking blows up? His fault, as far as I'm concerned. You gotta be more careful with those powers, Rob. So our gang, what do they, they go to, uh, they kind of like regroup and they go to Little Patusan, which I guess is a place in L.A., <laughs> I've never been yeah. there. Uh, I'm not I was about to. What? Yeah. Where? Where? When I go to visit LA, where can I find this area? I think it's in a valley somewhere. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll be sure to find Rob Schneider on the street and ask him. <laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he's out here. He's just walking around. Just say, hey, yeah. Rob, he'll come. No, no, Rob. I ain't got money today. Just <laughs> piss off. <laughs> You're gonna use it on drugs. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I I'd like to say like. Rob Schneider works in this movie, whereas he doesn't work in things like The Hot Chick, The Animal, and I think it's because he those movies, The Hot Chick and The Animal, he wrote those. 
So if he if he's having somebody else write his jokes, he can he can deliver. Speaking of those movies, that that's one of my other fan theories is that uh, Iggy, after the events of this movie, and you know the day is saved, um, eventually he uh, becomes a male gigolo, and then later on, an animal, and then later on he becomes a hot chick. So these are all connected. Same character, he just changes his names and kind of moves around. He gets into a lot of adventures. This guy. So Rob then, Schneider's cinematic universe. Exactly. And eventually uh, he kind of lands on his final job of being a motivational speaker. You can do it! <laughs> anyway, that, that's, my, that's one of my fan theories here. Kind of yeah. checking them off the list. Which, I mean, again, another reason we need the, the Schneider cut. <laughs> exactly. So we can see this, this tale unfold. Now, in Little Patusan, uh, they kind of hang out at this restaurant, and it turns out that Johnny is involved in an arranged marriage that he was not aware of until recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ironically, it's to a very hot chick by the name of Kelly Yu. Yes. Or Kelly Hugh. I'm sorry. I always do that. I fuck it up. <laughs> it's all right. So, uh, I mean, what's her deal? I mean, she doesn't have a name, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> She's just there. And I mean, does anyone ever address her by her name in this movie? It seems like maybe the cast like forgot they didn't read the script that many times, and so like they just say like, "Hey, you," or like, "Hey, chief." Hey, check this out, chief. <laughs> right? Yeah. Probably didn't even know the actress's name on set. If you remember her name, leave it down in the comments. <laughs> oh God, someone's gonna look it up on IMDb. Yeah, right? Like, you fucking idiots. It was this. <laughs> yeah, we know. We have IMDb, too. We're just very lazy. So, uh, down here at the restaurant, that's where we get uh, a very big moment in the movie. A bunch of ninjas kind of swarm in. Zatch, who's like the kung fu master guy that protects them, he's not there. Alright, so all these ninjas are coming in, and they just, the kids just gotta improvise. They're like, I don't know, hiding behind stuff, and they're ducking behind tables. But, yeah. uh, but something big happens. Why don't you take it over, Josh? What happens here? All right. So there's a miraculous moment where a, a fist is flown and Johnny catches it. The music cues up. We get the the, hallo- the hallelujah music. Uh, and everybody is super impressed as he just starts unleashing this ball of fucking kick your ass uh, across all of these ninjas. That's right. And we remember that Zatch, I don't think we actually mentioned this, Zatch said there was like a prophecy that he's going to be a great warrior someday. And if you don't know the movie, if like if you've never seen it and you're watching it for the first time, you might think like, oh, okay, he's going to like train in martial arts and eventually become like a ninja like himself, kind of like Zatch. Destroy but that's not really... The, he's like, going to destroy the Sith and eventually bring <laughs> balance to the Force. <laughs> no, I mean, it's more of a Rey situation. It's just kind of like there now. <laughs> You You, you did a thing, and now you know what? You're top of the class. He suddenly, he's just the fucking badass ninja martial artist guy. Just kind of like how his younger brother can now see visions in his game gear. Well, It just clicks on one day. I mean, he's got the more practical powers for this movie, don't he? Yeah, right. I, I mean... God willing, one day a group of ninjas tries to attack me and I can fully unlock my ninja power. 
I'm you know waiting what? for that to happen. <laughs> we just got to start sending them. I mean, that's really the problem here. Yeah, we got we to gotta send the ninjas to my house, everybody. Uh, there's, there's a pretty good gag in the fight scene that I like where when Zatch does show up eventually and he like fucks this dude up with chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, that's a... Uh... A little Balls of Fury, I want to say, because I want to say they use the same gag in Balls of Fury. Oh, yeah? But he shoves uh, the chopsticks up the nose. Yeah. Yes, and he tosses the dude. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I want to... Again, uh, if anybody's listening and have watched both films, uh, t- correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say they're in both films. Yeah, I haven't seen that one for a while, but I assume you're right. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm right. Don't <laughs> don't check. I'm goddamn right. <laughs> Uh, there's a pretty funny part where um, after the fight, the little kid Adam's like, well, he's a ninja. Like, what about me? Like, I'm where's my powers? And Zatch, like, he kind of approaches him and puts his hand on his shoulder and says, you're going to be a great seer. He's like, close your eyes. Tell me, what do you see? I see you leading thousands victoriously into battle and becoming a national hero. Really? Oh, my gosh. You're wearing a dress. What's this? And the dude gets like all, he gets all like nervous and he's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm wearing a dress? Like, <laughs> Under what context would I have to? Unfortunately, he never saw that this movie would eventually receive an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. No. <laughs> but uh, no, there's another part where, right after that scene, uh, right after the restaurant scene that I love is when Johnny's coming out of the restaurant and he's super jazzed and he's like telling everybody how how awesome he was and he like accidentally kicks one of the chefs yeah he starts like kind of like recreating he's like i was doing this i was doing this and he like he like kicks a random guy pay attention to the chef in the background he's super jazzed to be accidentally hit (laughs) i did not notice that he's like oh super awesome did you see that and rob schneider has a good gag here too he goes to like one of the chefs as well and he's and he's like, even when they ask you not to put MSG in, you still put it in, right? Uh-huh. I know it. And the guy's like, Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, like I, I knew I, it. I knew it. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that guy spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it. He's just nodding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. Now, uh, Tone Loke, who's like the detective trying to figure out where their dad is, he like eventually catches up with them. They're kind of like on the run in Little Patusan and they're like getting new clothes. They're preparing to take their trip to Patusan to kind of liberate their country. But Tone Loke catches up with them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Side note, their goddamn expensive disguises was immaculate, where they just got some kind of rice hat and a cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the dude's got like the Raiden. Yeah. Yes, yes, he's totally got the Raiden hat. Uh, so Tonlo catches up with him on the boat, uh, and he's like, "Look, this, this is a little weird. I'm gonna get you out of here." But before he can do that, is incapacitated by Ernie Ray Senior. Yeah, he's got like the Vulcan nerve pinch, don't he? Yeah, yeah, totally right. It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. And also when they, we, I don't think we mentioned it, they get on this like big ship 
And it so reminds me of Snyder's ship from Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas got... There's so many, like, circles within circles of 90s movies here. Absolutely. And uh, they, they take their voyage to Patusan, and they got their little, like, mon- travel montage. It's just, like, a map, and they're just, like, moving a little boat across the map. <laughs> yeah. Cue the Indiana Jones music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, Tone Loke, who they Vulcan nerf-pinched, he decides just out of nowhere, he's like, you know what? I'm going to help you guys with this whole thing. Why not? You're not going to stop us, Lieutenant Spence. I don't want to stop you. In fact, I'm thinking about joining you. You are? Look, I ain't had a vacation in 17 months, amongst other things. And I'm in some deep need of some serious laughs. You know what I'm saying? Besides, I just had this funny feeling that going with you guys is your destiny. Hey, look, Been in there for about six hours. I've, I've come around to the idea of just going to war with some people I've never met. Yeah, I mean, they got like a magic Sega Game Gear. They've got Rob Schneider with them. There's a dude with an eye patch. They're basically the Avengers. Yeah, we, we got this one in the bag, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, they get, like, another member. It's kind of like a video game. Like, they get, like, these, like, another person has joined your party. It's like, all right, yeah. great, now we can get to the higher levels. <laughs> it's very Final Fantasy. Yeah, you got to gather your party. Unfortunately, <laughs> we got to run around Patusan fighting like little uh, grass creatures until we all level up. <laughs> yeah, you got to fight the slime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, now it's a blue slime. It's probably like stronger. <laughs> it's sli- it's got slightly more health. Fuck. Well, it, you know what? Speaking of like video game references, it is kind of like that because they do get to Patusan and they they start journeying through like the jungle kind of and their first like mission is to find like this treasure and oh, Zatch describes it as he's like it's your inheritance we gotta go find your inheritance Some, something money can't buy Corey <laughs> hmm what's something what? money can't buy a fork no no <laughs> knives that's what it is the knives of Quan Su something not even money can buy the knives of Kwan Su. Knives? Oh yeah, seriously. That's something money can't buy. Knives. Once I went to a cutlery store and said, here's $100,000, can I buy a knife? They said, no, money can't buy knives. Gee, I guess that's why you hardly ever see any of them around. On the third day of the expedition, they came across a giant rubber plant. Unfortunately, they could not cut it down. For as we know, money can't buy knives. Walking around the plant, continued on the shores of Patusan. Is there no way we can shut this chattering monkey up? You know, I'd cut him, but I don't have a knife. Knives of Quantum. And then they got that whole running joke with the, the knives, money can't buy knives, and it's just classic 90s comedy. I know, basically, like, they all just fucking... They start making fun of Zatch for saying, like, no, this is something money can't buy. They're just, like, slamming him, just like everyone. Uh, yeah, which is awesome that everybody's slamming him for something so, so retarded. Completely roast him. Yeah, yeah I, I love that they uh, constantly are giving him the business. And there's, um, there's a point when they're, like, getting near to where they think the site is, where they're going to uncover the treasure, which is in, like, a cave. Like, they're all looking for the entrance to the cave. And uh, some little shithead monkey steals fucking Adam's game gear. Dude, that's another thing that I'm, 
This is gonna sound weird, but it's kind of stuck with me my whole life. Like, I don't like that fucking monkey, dude. Really? I don't like it. Yeah, it annoys me. Oh my god. He just comes it... up and takes the fucking kid's game gear out of his hands and he's like, hey, get back here. Fuck that well, monkey. It reminded me of uh, Super Mario 64. There's like a level where there's a tiny monkey and you fuck. If you fuck with it, it takes your Mario hat. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was like, I always correlated the two. I was like, oh, monkeys would just steal shit from you. Yeah, there's something I just saw in my notes that I forgot to mention earlier. In 1993, when this movie was in theaters, which it wasn't in for very long, oh, there was a couple week window where this was in theaters at the same time as Meteor Man. Oh my god, what a time to be alive. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Talk about the ultimate double feature. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more. Meteor Man is a, is a far inferior movie, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you, you close with Surf Ninjas. That's your matinee. Yeah, absolutely. That's the closer. Yeah. God damn it, if anybody stayed for Meteor Man, if that was their closing, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> Uh, man, that's one I want to talk about one day. We'll get to Meteor Man, actually. We'll, we'll hold that thought for now. Yeah. So uh, they go to find like their treasure, their inheritance, which is, you know, a bunch of swords, like you mentioned, or they say knives, but it's it's swords, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Knives is so deceiving. I, I'm thinking this thing's going to be like cutting my butter, but it's, it's like a straight up samurai sword. <laughs> it's Wait, a katana. It's a katana, which <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you know this. But katana is Japanese for samurai, uh, Japanese sword. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Samurai Cop. Man, that movie is educational. Oh, dude, it's you got to watch it once a year. Oh, God. <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> they complain to me. So uh, they go and they find their swords, and Zatch, who's been kind of like the leader kung fu guy, has a little bit of a sparring match with Johnny to see if he's, like, worthy of he, he tells him, them. yeah, he tells him this power will soon enter you as he, as he begins to attack him. It's like, of course, if that fucking spear enters me, <laughs> I I would assume the power would as well. And he actually makes a joke, something like that. He says, uh, "He's like, I don't want it in me. I don't want any spirits in me. I don't want any spears in me." Yeah, right. Yeah, as uh, Kelly, who and uh, Rob Schneider look on in awe. Yes. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this uh, little sparring competition? Uh, personally, I, I just I like it because I think it's like it's short, but it's pretty well shot and it looks pretty good. I mean, are we gonna gloss over the fact that uh, when he tells him to stand and defend himself, Rob Schneider casually walks up? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He like starts like will, like tossing a sword between his two hands. Like he's like, uh, all right, s- sit down, copy guy. Oh God, no. Uh, Oh no! Now I've started it. Uh, please don't, please don't sit, don't make copies in the comments. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> My poor comment section, <laughs> dude. Your comment section's going to be just fucking <laughs> annihilated. I'm sorry. So uh, yeah, they get their swords. They they start traveling to uh, much, much like asses in '90s uh, ninja films. You know, completely destroyed. Anni- just completely destroyed. <laughs> So they get their weapons and they start kind of traveling through Patusan. And uh, at one point they're walking alongside a pretty like narrow cliffside, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, oh shit, what is the uh, 
the past they passed through in uh, Lord of the Rings. It's something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's it's Rob Schneider's fault that things go wrong. Yeah. God damn of, it with that power. He he's just he's just so reckless with it. He says, What if somebody falls? And of course some people fall down and down there at the bottom of the cliff there's a bunch of bad guys waiting for him. You should, at this point, you should just ask, what if Colonel Chi dies on the crapper from a heart attack? <laughs> what if Colonel Chi went out like Elvis? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God, yeah. That, he, yeah. He just becomes a famous singer, like, just backfire. <laughs> I mean, his, back- his shit does backfire a lot, it seems like. Yeah, a side note, yeah, we pr- I guess we haven't brought it up, but the... The whole robot uh, a shtick with Leslie Nielsen's like it seems like a fundamental design flaw that you can't even get it mildly wet. That's right. So like that's his weakness is established pretty early. So like he's got all these like cyborg augments. He's got like half a metal face, Kano style. He's, he's pretty pretty RoboCop at this point. He's pretty fucking RoboCop, but like. <laughs> yeah. He's more machine now than man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twisted and ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, fuck me, I guess it's raining. I guess I'm not doing anything. I, like, can't, uh, I can't leave the house. I need the bath. Well, you know what? I haven't taken one in nine years. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's pretty, pretty smelly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, meanwhile, we were saying how like some of them get captured by... Uh, like Colonel Cheese troops or whatever, and slide right into the the encampment. Yes, and Johnny comes down to rescue him, and you think it's just going to be like a straight up fight, but there's a kind of like a a weird moment here, and now we got to like really set the groundwork for this. So Johnny is supposed to be 15, I think, because he says he's going to be 16 soon, and his uh, betrothed there, his you know his future wife, I assume is like the same age, right? Uh. Wh- it gotta be at least I mean 17 max so when they go down there to the soldiers rather than like him jumping in she's like wait a minute I have an idea and she like lures him away she like says something in their native tongue that it is not subtitled you don't know what and the soldiers like look at each other and they like kind of look at her with a like then their jaws drop and they like walk over to her like behind some bushes and then Johnny jumps him Johnny jumps I guess I'm assuming she's either Going, a promise to destroy their ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, I, I, I don't know. Do you have any theories what she might have said? Oh, I have some theories. I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> I mean, Johnny says, what did you say to them? And she says, I'll tell you on our wedding night. So, which also implies that she does plan on, like, getting together with him at some point. Because, yeah, she said she's not into the whole fixed arranged marriage shit. Yeah, I, you know what? I was watching that scene, and it seemed like very... It's something about it seemed different than the rest of the movie. I was kind of suspecting that that was added in later, but I don't know. On their $5 million budget, I don't know if they did any pickups like that. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to say. But, yeah, they threw that in there. They said, you know what? She says, I don't want to be part of this arranged marriage thing but you know we can date and that's cool and he's like all right whatever yeah she still wants to hit it yeah for sure i mean it's ernie reyes jr in the 90s i mean i'd fuck him i mean yeah i'd let my ass get destroyed (laughs) Jesus. 
Too vulgar. All right, got to take yeah. it back. <laughs> we gotta, we, we gotta tone it down. There's probably some kids watching. Tone Loke it down. So tone Loke it down. All right, so uh, we get a part that is pretty memorable for me, and it's a chase scene. So they, when they rescue Tone Loke and Adam, they fight off some soldiers who all have guns, by the way, but never use them at all. Uh, yet not a single goddamn bullet is fired in this entire... Oh, well, one. Towards the end, we'll get Towards to the it. end, yeah. And but, yeah they don't fire that, at Johnny, but... and they should, but they don't. And hey, you know what? Surf Ninjas, they got magic. Might have just used the force on him, for all we know. Right, yeah. You know, uh, gotta, gotta channel that force power. And Adam, who's the little kid, steals a jeep. And that's like kind of a classic like 90s thing, like, oh, the little kid's got a car. Isn't that funny? But that's ultimately like his character arc, because they do set that up uh, early on that, you know, I, we would like to drive, but the man keeps us down. Yeah, he does say that. that's his character arc. He finally gets to drive. He gets to drive and instantly hits people, which lets me believe he should not be driving. <laughs> I mean, in this situation, hit some people, it's fine. But you know what? If you're going back to California, you can stay off the fucking road, kid, for the love of God. For the love of God, don't you dare moto, sir. So uh, he gets in the Jeep, everyone hops in the back, and there's kind of like a chase scene through Patusan. So there's some bad guys in Jeeps behind him, and they're in the front being chased. Now, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is here, and that's where Rob Schneider finds a box of dynamite in the back of the Jeep. And he's like, dynamite? And they say, well, throw it at him. So like, yeah, he just whole takes the stick sequence. of dynamite, like not lit or anything, just like tosses it at the Jeep behind him and manages to bonk the driver on the head so he crashes. <laughs> like he bonks uh, some guy in the car who then bonks the driver and the entire car goes off road. <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> that, that is the most uh, practical way to use dynamite, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and they call him out. They say, "Well, you gotta light it first. But we, but we don't have, we don't have a match, Corey, or a lighter. Or do they? Or oh, wait, hold on. I think, <laughs> I think Zatch has something. All right, yeah. So he pulls out a pack of marbles and a lighter, and everybody instantly like they've been razzing him the whole movie. So of <laughs> course they give him some some more shit, and everybody's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I know, I know, I should quit. <laughs> and Rob Schneider so astutely suggests, maybe you should get the patch. Then breaks fourth wall, looks at camera and says, look who I'm talking to. It is so fucking good. This is the pinnacle of fucking 90s comedy, that whole like 30 second bit. It's so fucking funny. Honestly, I, showed, I showed it to my wife and she was like, that's stupid. But you know what, dude? It still it. does it for me. That is some funny shit. Yeah, this whole, the whole dynamite sequence is like, this is the biggest highlight of the whole movie. Oh, it really is. Like that comedy gold. Rob Schneider, I'm not a big fan of him, but I think his little dumb shit in this movie works. Yeah, I get, again, I think it's because he he's not writing his terrible jokes. No, he's just repeating someone else's terrible jokes, <laughs> yeah, which are exactly. somehow working. <laughs> what if these jokes work? <laughs> he, he said it beforehand, for sure. <laughs> right? What if this leads to a promising career? One, two, dudes. One, two, dudes. One, two, dudes. So there's 
a bit where they get away and they st the next part like it's always seems strange to me the next bit of the movie because they're driving around in this jeep and they there's like a recruitment montage of some kind right like yeah all like the locals are just to start like following them on the jeep and like waving flags i guess they're like yeah the princes are back i don't yes. know it's just it's like a very odd scene rallying the whole village i guess yeah, every I guess everybody comes out of their tiny hut and is ready to just partake in this final battle. Yeah, like all these like decrepit old men, like like, like not. <laughs> You're not gonna help out, man. I mean, sit down. The Ernie Reyes family is all they got going for them. Like this. Is that Ernie Reyes senior grandpa? Seriously, man. There's like some. There's like some old dudes that join their crew. Yeah, like, uh, what's the the old guy, uh, Gumby? They keep going, is he in there too? Gumby, yeah, it's a bunch of, like, Gumby types. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gumby. God. Yeah. How's it hanging, Gumby? How's it hanging, Gumby? Again, oh, man, his, his shtick works in this movie. Now, this movie is called Surf Ninjas, mm. but it, it is not really a accurate title because... The two main characters, Johnny and Adam, the kids, they do surf in the movie. I mean, it starts off at the very beginning with just like this like surfing montage of them. I mean, well, they're stunt doubles, but you get the idea. Yeah. But only one of those two is a ninja. So there's really only one surf ninja, if you think about it. Right. Yeah, it's pretty misleading. Uh, yeah. Uh, Adam really should have power rangered up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> pterodactyl adam god damn it <laughs> all right so speaking of surfing um they have rallied their troops and they're trying to figure out how to get to the little island where colonel cheese fortresses or like whatever they're trying to get to this place and uh they don't have any boats right they got to get there by water but there's there's no real way to do it the game gear is crapping out yeah the game gear it ain't doing it man it's so not getting a cut. Adam, I guess, decides, you know what? We're going to build a bunch of surfboards within a few minutes and just surf our way over there. Yeah, it's it's pretty astounding that they were able to crank out that many surfboards in that little amount of time. I mean, I get the sense through the editing that like an hour passes, but they they must wood carve like 70 surfboards or something. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones person, but it's like the Ironborn made these surfboards, you know? Are those the fucking water dickheads? Yeah, like, there's a whole thing where, like, they amassed an, uh, an enormous amount of ships in, like, two or three episodes. Oh, really? Is that some season eight shit? Yeah, or some, yeah season six, seven, or eight. They all Those last few seasons uh, kind of blur together for me. <laughs> okay. Well, they get their, like, ironborn fucking surfboards. Ironborn surfboards. Johnny teaches them how to surf real quick. I mean, there's, like, a, a really famous internet meme on that from the Nostalgia Critic, right? Remember, bend your knees, use your arms. Good. Now you're styling. All right, you guys ready to check out the waves? Oh, yeah, like, all right, so these are the most important... Uh, surfing le uh, surfing lessons in the history of surfing lessons. Remember, bend your knees, use your arms. That's all you need, man. <laughs> I mean, being from California, uh, have you ever surfed? And a, uh, a, have you ever surfed? 
B, is it this easy? All right. So, look, didn't want to get into this, (laughs) (laughs) but I have to now. You got to give up the big secret. When I was a kid, I grew up in a beach community, and going to the beach was like... uh, a main thing of my childhood, like go like all the time. Like at some point I was going to the beach every day when I was a little kid nice. and I was never a surfer. I tried surfing a couple times, but I was bad at it cause I have horrible balance, <laughs> but I was like a wannabe surfer kid. Like I was like a poser surfer kid. Like I, so you're like Rob Schneider in this movie. Constantly I was like, waxing down your surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. I just hang out. I just wax the old, uh, man to water friction reducing vehicle. <laughs> the- Fuck yeah, that's such an epic, epic phrase for that. Wax. Gotta have a lot of wax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, more or less, that was me. I was, I was kind of like a poser, for sure. Uh, uh, kind of shameful, but you know, it's been revealed, it's on the internet now. It's, oh man, you'll, you'll never, you'll never turn, uh, live this down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so they get their crew, they surf onto Colonel Cheese Island, and the one thing I want to say about the surfing scene is that Rob Schneider's character arc is also kind of completed in that he never really surfed, but he does here and he actually succeeds briefly, but you know, he gets the job done. And I I thought it was kind of cool when they show it all a bunch of people like surfing next to each other, which I think is like pretty impressive. Actually, they must've gotten like 20 pro surfers or like at least people that are really good. Cause they're all, there's a bunch of people next to each other riding the same wave. And I believe that's a pretty hard thing to do. So I, yeah. I was pretty impressed by that. I have, n- I have like no knowledge of surfing. So, but yeah, the fact that it is such close proximity, it it seems pretty professional and very hard to accomplish. So I'm gonna give them props on that one. Oh yeah, even Tone Loke surfs, and you know brothers he- don't surf. <laughs> brothers don't surf. Just get back to the hood. Won't none of the homies talk to me again. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing, Don Loke? Don't say it. Don't you think he it. argued with the director about that line? <laughs> oh, dude. I think I think he did, and then they showed him the the paycheck, and he was like, all right. All right. I'm, I'm doing Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they get to the island, and they kind of have the final confrontation with their enemies here. So all the surf ninjas, they go into colonel cheese fortress and they start attacking his soldiers right and the attack is it's very strange because they don't want to show too much violence so there's like very limited gunfire and uh the good guys in the movie like the the patusan locals that they recruited they're mostly just like waving flags if you notice yeah it's very uh very uh teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 yes except like no one's hitting people with yo-yos but i mean they might as well be they might as well be. I mean, they're just running around with flags, like trying to scare off the bad guys. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna get it done. You're gonna have to actually punch somebody. They do start lobbing some dynamite, so I guess that's cool to show. Like they, <laughs> they just chuck I, some dynamite into like they're like, I don't know, like practicing martial arts or something, and like the villains. So the good guys, the surf ninjas, they just like toss a stick of dynamite in the middle of them. <laughs> yeah, they they Indiana Jones the situation. You know, you bring dynamite to a fist fight. And there's more good martial arts, especially with Ernie Reyes Jr. and Ernie Reyes Sr. fighting these like stuntmen. It's pretty impressive. Like I mentioned before, really good wide shots. I'm into uh, it. Yeah, and uh, we'll probably uh, 
Fuck it. We're, I'm going to go ahead and rush it now. Let's go ahead and talk about it. There's the whole running gag in this whole uh, like ending action sequence where the same guy gets keep uh, keeps getting kicked down this long flight of stairs. It's like the Mortal Kombat stairs, right? It's like this huge, like insane. Oh, like Yeah, it's like a never-ending staircase. They kick him down. And, like, he manages to, like, crawl up at some point, and they just fucking kick his ass down again. Like, this poor fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel so bad for that guy. I'm I mean, sure that's an exercise and a half. He's been, like, pathetic the whole movie. Like, even, he is Colonel Chi's, like, henchman, but even that he fucks up because he almost gets Colonel Chi wet earlier in the movie. So almost Colonel Chi carved up like a turkey. Yeah. yeah, he comes at him with, like, that carving knife that's, like, plugged <laughs> into a wall outlet. <laughs> God damn it, like... Yeah, this guy can't catch a break. No, this poor fucking guy. I mean, at the end, he just throws himself down the stairs. He just gives up. As as you should at that point. You're just fucking defeated. Like, not not just physically, but emotionally. Uh, like, you're probably drained, too. Just fuck it. Just, I'm going to roll myself down and die. Nothing left to live for, that guy. Yeah, I'm going to, hopefully, I'll just roll into the ocean, and I won't try to save myself. And Johnny, who's pretty much like our leader of the group here, he's he's kind of like taken over Zatch's role because he now has like the powers or whatever. But Johnny confronts Colonel Chi. Now, does he confront him before or after the the famous gunshot? Uh, after I believe. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to do you want to get into the famous gunshot? Yeah. Why don't you tell me about it? I mean, it's your area of expertise. Oh my god, so this is just so fucking epic. So there's a big dramatic moment where you think, uh, well, well, Colonel Chi has, uh, you know, the blue-collar dad held hostage, and he, like, goes to take aim for Johnny, and it's real dramatic. You think he's about to get shot, and last second, uh, uh, Zetch... Uh, is it Zetch or Zatch? I don't know. Zatch, I guess. Like, who Patch? gives a shit? Patch, eye patch, jumps in front of the bullet and uh, takes takes the bullet for Johnny, but unfortunately, I, I don't think there's a bullet wound. No, he's faking <laughs> it. I don't know how the fuck they bought that shit. No yeah. wound. Like, it seems like he gets shot in the shoulder, I think, but there's no wound. There's no blood. He's just <laughs> laying there. He acts like he gets shot in the shoulder, but as he's laying on the ground, he's gripping his stomach. That's right. You know what? Here's my theory on that. We know he's a smoker, right? Yeah. He got winded, and he's just like, I'm going to pretend I got shot because I don't have to fight anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking smoking all those cigarettes off screen. He's just drained him. He's done. He's done. And we're done. Uh, So... Uh, but as he takes the bullet, he does like the most epic barrel roll I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's like almost a full 360. Now, he, he doesn't die. Uh, no, like, no one really dies. Well, actually, that's not true. No, Some people die, but he doesn't hey, die. <laughs> if you're the parents, of, uh, 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 the parents of Surf Ninjas withstanding, nobody dies in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny goes after Colonel Chi. It's kind of like the main hero against the main villain at this point. Now, Colonel Chi, he may be a cyborg, but he is basically useless. Like, he's not good at fighting. He's, like, not really super strong or anything. He's just 
it's almost like how did he even take uh, accomplish to take over a third world country? <laughs> he lucked out, like he <laughs> just right place, right time. Yeah, luckily all the important people just left off the yeah. island, and there was nobody left to defend it. So I just kind of just stayed. So uh, the final confrontation is a. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's a letdown. It's just not a lot to it. Like, Colonel Chi goes to, like, grab Johnny, but his shit starts malfunctioning. And he starts, like, choking himself. And then he, like, starts, like, grabbing his own dick. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a little weird. And there's definitely, uh, like, a dick prop in the pants, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. You definitely see Bulge. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, honestly, like, what? how epic, epic of a fight did you expect when it's Ernie Race Jr. and Leslie Nielsen? I mean... Who's got one foot in the grave already? <laughs> I got what I expected, I feel. <laughs> I mean, like, and much like uh, Leslie Nielsen, Colonel Chi is systematically killed. Yeah, I mean, he just, he, he's murdered. He gets pushed off this ledge into a pool of water, which we know hurts him. He's fucking yeah. dead. Dead. What? Oh, so, oh. Backing it up 25 seconds, we totally forgot the, the gag where he gets wet. And he freaks out, and nothing happens, so he keeps fighting. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. It's it's good shit. I love this movie. <laughs> it gets gets better with every rewatch. It does, right? <laughs> like a fine wine, it just ages well. And that's the end of the battle, and that takes us to the to the very end portion of the movie, which is basically like Johnny's now the king of Patusan. The people have taken their land back over. And he basically makes a speech that says, I'm going to dissolve the monarchy. Now you guys are going to be a democratic society. And um, I, I think he says, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> like, right? He's like, I'm going yeah. to go back to California. <laughs> this, I think. Ain't, this ain't my whole shtick. I'm not into the whole uh, ruling thing. So I'm just going to leave it up to smarter people. <laughs> But Hopefully another same, Colonel Chi doesn't show up. But uh, oh yeah, hopefully you guys can defend yourself. I'm gonna bail out back to California, but definitely put my name or put my face on a fifty cent piece or a stamp. Yeah, that that's important to him. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I got to be recognized for you know the liberator that I am. Absolutely. And uh, it it is a comedy, so it ends with a. A joke that harkens back to the beginning of the movie because the Baba Ram is there. Oh man, you know what? It's a perfect time to play the Baba Ram again. So good, absolutely. And this time the Baba Ram joins in because apparently back at the high school when Johnny did that whole thing, he thought that was the funniest shit, even though he looked completely horrified when he saw it in the scene earlier. Yeah, he looked mortified. But no, no, I guess it's his shit. He's got like a high-pitched voice, too. He's into it. <laughs> yeah, he does, don't he? <laughs> I've uh, seen that guy in some stuff. He's cool. Have you? I, oh, you? I've got to check his IMDb page out. I need more of that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I mean, and that's pretty much it. That's Surf Ninjas. And I, this takes me to my final fan theory, which is that um, when Johnny went back to L.A. for a little while, then eventually moved to New York on his own, where he helped the Ninja Turtles uh, defeat Super Shredder. Oh, it's like, yeah, he's like, I got the, I got this whole Foot Clan Shredder thing in the bag. I just liberated my own country. I mean, it explains how he knows martial arts, and uh, he changed <laughs> his name to Kino, obviously, in Ninja Turtles, but that's probably because he was like a heavy gambler, I think. 
Like yeah, they, when it, street name when was it, Kino. Yeah, that's that's his. Yeah, that's his tagger name. Yeah. And, and yeah, and when he uh, let Raphael beat up those foot foot ninjas, he was just he was humbling. He didn't want to hurt his feelings. Right. I mean, as you do with Raph. Yeah, yeah. You, Raph is very sensitive as it is. I mean, that's pretty much it. Do you have any uh, final thoughts before we get into ratings? Oh shit! This is such a nostalgia bomb. Uh, if you're not into '90s culture at all, then this movie's totally not for you. Uh, God damn it! Just release the Schneider cut. <laughs> Hashtag release the Schneider cut. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into ratings. I'll take it over. Um, I'm going to give Surf Ninjas, for the first time ever, maybe, I don't really remember, on Big Dumb Movie, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, nice, nice. It's the best movie ever made, the greatest film of all time. It's fucking amazing. Anything I might have said bad about it earlier, fuck that. It's actually good. Yeah, it's on Criterion's list. It's uh, it's one of the top grossing movies of all time, (laughs) most well-received movies of all time. I love Surf Ninjas, dude. I love it. It's... Sure, it's nostalgia, but you know what? Everything in my life is nostalgia. Why should this be any different? Right, yeah. And honestly, if you could just take this nostalgia out of it, I would be very curious to see someone who has no context for it watch it for the first time. Does it hold up? I would I would hope so. I too would hope so. Although I know that people seem to hate this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, well, I mean, was it people that watched it and hated it from the 90s and just they carried that hate over or are these new people that are watching it and God, also hating I think it's it these new fuckers who the fuck these are these new, people fuck these, these new, new people these goddamn millennials they just don't fucking get it hey aren't we millennials I, oh yeah I guess goddamn us millennials we just so, don't get it so what's your rating on any rating scale you want of course Oh, oh, definitely going to give this like a solid, perfect score of 10 kernel cheese out of 10 kernel cheese. Yeah. 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 I need I need a sequel to this movie so bad. Our Ernie Race Jr. spoke about, you know, if somebody would make it, he would he would definitely be down for a sequel. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Get Rob yeah. Schneider back. Old ass Rob Schneider. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dye his hair back red. Let's do this. I love it. Well, I think that pretty much wraps this episode of Big Dumb Movie. Um, I don't know what we're doing next. Uh, There's been talk of doing Ghostbusters. I think that's still in place. I got to reconvene with Alan and Steve and see what's up. Uh, Josh, I'm sure you'll definitely be with us again. Uh, I'm sure. If you're listening and you want to write in, send us an email, bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. I uh, also follow our Instagram, Big Dumb Movie Podcast. We post some fucking dank memes. They're almost all 90s related, so. Yeah. Uh, Josh, your channel. Why don't you tell us about it and where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so uh, I uh, you can find me at Review Inc. or Review Incorporated or the the infamous Review Dude series. That's Dude, D-O-O-D. Uh yeah, uh, and I would be remiss. Uh, I, I was given shit about this last time, but I would like to give a shout out to Odd Reference. Uh, uh, he does the background music for my videos. If you got anybody listening to this, uh, edits or anything, 
and they need background music, please check out Odd Reference. He's linked to my channel. Dope. Check it out. Odd Reference. Get your background music. Yeah, get it up. Now, speaking of Review Inc., real quick before we wrap it up, there is another channel I found on YouTube also called Review Inc. Is yours with or without the period? Uh, I do have a period. I am also aware of this asshole. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, it's more like cell phone videos, though. So I don't know. We, we've had discussions about this. This is, this is a bit of an awkward elephant in the room. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening. Kwansu dudes, we love you. Good night. especially young cats, you know, they get a chance to make all this money and they say, wow, this is fantastic. And like I said before, they lose themselves and they forget about the music itself, you know. They forget about their talents. They forget about the other half of them.